Thanks for joining us for Generations Unite, our weekly discussion about increasing everyday spirituality from the perspective of different generations. We hope our conversations and meditations will help increase forgiveness, spiritual healing, prosperity, and living a life of freedom and self-expression. Oh, yes. Now it's time for Generations Unite. Hi, Megan. How are you? Hello. I'm good, Dad. good to see you we've somehow got quite a following on facebook and other mediums have you known that Uh, i did not know that isn't that great it is really great now i'm very happy to um share with everyone this is a very special episode where we talk about different generational news stories and our opinions on things because we have we have a very special guest with us very special Hello. Hi, Hi, Mamlin. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Happy to be here. Now, you happen to be... You need to turn your thing around there so it says on the camera, KCTK. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. No, not the microphone. Just the... Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm So, you are here in the studio. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you're basically ignoring the uh, social distancing and the staying at home. You got it. You decide to come in the studio anyway. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> wow. What do you think about that, Meg? Um, I think that I am not personally worried about my safety, but I'm more worried about your safety and mom's safety. So I feel like I'm not trying to say that you aren't worried about their safety, Maddie. I'm I saying, would like, like to say that I am not working this week, so it's my week oh, off. No, no, no. No, and I'm here, not. Let leaving. me just finish my point. Right, and you went to a very the very safest place you could think of. The KCTK Studios. You got it, dude. My point is that it's really up to mom and dad if they want to see me. Um, is, is really what yeah. I'm saying. Is that I don't care. Like, I, I would love to see you guys. But mom, honestly, when I saw her when she dropped fruit off, she wanted to be six feet away from me. So. Well, we miss you, Magdalene. Classic I'm gl- mom. I'm glad, that we're <laughs> able, I'm glad that we're able to do this and see you. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone can give us a call at 913-735-0060 those of you who are listening on kctkradio.com or happen to be on Facebook Live wave to Facebook hi Facebook is where we talk about different news stories you got some news stories and some things to talk about I do okay then why don't you take it away my friend alright do you mind if I share my screen uh, now let Would me you ask you this: If you share the screen, will that go on, um, like Facebook? I guess I it would, right? Oh, so. but we don't have to do that. No, um, I want you to do it. Okay. So, so go ahead, share the screen. Here is generational news from Megan. Okay. That's a big news jingle for you. We think. Mm. Oh, it says I can't share the screen while the other participant okay. is sharing. You're sharing Maddie. Okay. There we go. I'm fine. Now try it. I also okay. don't like this new I like this news thing better. There we go. That's better. That one is more fun. Here's generational news with Megan. Representing younger generation. So I don't know how accurate this is, but Who knew? apparently millennials 
are now cashing in on stocks as frightened boomers cash out. Oh. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> so, really, that's about it. That's really all I have to say. <laughs> are they getting uh, rich or, or what do you... Are they just in losing your, more money? or In your hours? I, I guess, really, I want to know if you guys agree with this and think that this is true. Well, tell or, me more of the premise. I don't understand. I, I mean, boomers could be leaving the market, but that doesn't necessarily mean that millennials are in it. You know what I mean? We found that millennials are the most willing to stay on plan in this, down, in this downturn, and that can't be said for other demographics in our client base. So... That kind of goes to show that, sure, maybe not a lot of millennials are in the place to, um, I guess, spend, but those who are are probably less willing to back out or be afraid, Mm -hmm. which it makes sense because if older people have stocks and they might be concerned about dying before they (laughs) even get to cash, like, I don't know. Well, I mean, the way you put it was, you know, that they're afraid of dying. But, yeah. you know, when you're older, you you worry about the short term more. When okay. you're younger, the idea is that you put your money in the market and let it grow for over years. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. This, this very interesting article. Now, you're a millennial. How how much have you gotten more into the stock market? Zero. Why not? What? But the article. The article. I know. Yeah, I guess that's where I am unsure. Because if we take a look at this other article, uh-huh. millennials don't stand a chance <laughs> <laughs> from the that? Atlantic. Because we're facing a second once-in-a-lifetime downturn in a crucial moment. Ooh. Most of us have, don't ha- even have um, enough extra income to put into the stock. And also, a lot of us might not really trust america right now i mean Mm -hmm. i don't know if we're talking like about a u.s bond or if we're talking about a business but i don't know i i that's interesting because i look at it and i don't think you guys have a chance but anyway i don't know i don't know how much uh money extra money millennials have uh to play the market you know what i mean yeah i feel like Okay, so like my interpretation, like with with this article, I feel like people who read the news and who write the news are way more interested in the stock market mm-hmm. than like most people. Right. And I feel like they probably, whoever wrote this, as a former journalist, probably yeah. thought, hey, I know, why don't we pit two trending topics together and put it in a headline? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, that's what I, I think of. I know someone, I guess he would be a baby boomer. Mm-hmm. Sixty year sixty year old, sixty two year old person. Is that mm-hmm. baby boomer? Yes. Okay. Um, he took all his money out of the market last year. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and why was that? Do you know? Because he needed the money and he was cashed out and he's worried about the uh, the market dropping. Because mm-hmm. he's, you know, close to retirement. Now you have recently started four oh one K, right? Not quite. Not quite. Um, you you have, right, Manny? Yes, but I've stopped like contributing to it. For right, the time because being. yeah, because of the furlough. Yeah. Right. But anyway, the point is, there's a lot of uh, people in your situation. They're just con- they're just continuing to contribute. They're not taking money out. 
Yeah, and that makes sense. And so actually for me, uh, when I worked at my last job, it was a nonprofit. So 401k is not what goes with a nonprofit, but there's something similar. But I recently got information saying that they put that into an IRA for me and that I need to go in and log in and I should be able to continue to use that account. Yeah. But I don't well, really know how that but works. But I guess maybe that kind of reinforced what I'm saying. Yeah. Is that you are not touching it. Yeah, You're exactly. letting it be there and not messing with the market. Yeah. And I think that it's interesting. Like, I it does make sense for, like, the younger you are to have more of a long-term hope that, well, by 50 years, hopefully we've figured something out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, Mandy, and- you are, you are a, a young person. Have you got everything figured out? Nope. Okay. okay. Not at all. You figured out how to make some good cookies. Thank you. We, she made some snickerdoodles. I did make some. And they're some. delicious. Didn't you also make banana bread? I did. And they were delicious. When you got free time and you don't know what to do, might as well mm. try and bake. <laughs> nice. So another thing that I don't know if you want to share something first, but I have a couple I other do. things. Well, I just will tell you that what I had is that I have two memes that we can discuss. Oh, both of all which about I've, them. It's all about the millennials. You know what I mean? No, oh, both of which I've already you meme sent bro? to you. Huh? You have a meme, bro? I said, do you even meme, bro? Yeah. <sighs> two pictures that I've already sent to you, but we could just discuss more. And another thing is that we could talk about what astrology has to say on the generation's because there's these three different... So, Pluto goes around uh, the globe, or not the globe. Yeah, the sun. Pluto goes around the sun yep. every, like, 29 years or 20 years or something. Okay. So all, all three of us are, have different, are in different generations astrologically, and there's, like, a description I can read about each of them. Okay, those. let's do that right now, and then we can do the memes later. Okay. After we so, take a couple breaks. I kind of just wanted to know um if you guys agree and i don't have to read the whole thing well let me ask you this do you mm -hmm. think that pluto's a planet yes i do because i was i grew up as a child thinking that it was and yeah but scientists say they're not so it's not my very educated mother just served us nine pizzas so that's the order mercury venus earth Mars, Jupiter, Saturn. Anyone else remember that in school? Yeah, no, but the see, P, the thing is... The P is the end. Are so. you guys part of the generation who doesn't want to believe in science? Um, I think science is real. Okay, science said that Pluto is no longer I'm pretty sure science planet. changed its mind on that, though. I think... They did. They said it was a planet, and then they said it wasn't. Then they said it was, I thought. Anyway, I don't care. I'm listening to science. Okay. Well, this is an alternate perspective, which is But guess science. what? Pluto still revolves around the sun every 29 years. You know, I think Pluto is a really good dog to Mickey. Yeah, but how does a mouse own a dog, a mouse that talks, and the dog can't talk, but then his friend, who's a dog, Goofy, can talk? Yeah, that's that's a weird one for sure. Well, the weirdest thing is why is their friend, the duck, not wearing any pants? He just doesn't feel like wearing any. He's got to be free. Okay. So, All right. Megan. So, Megan, <laughs> tell us about... So, Pluto. So, I just realized that, Dad, this is actually interesting because you're one of the older 
Gen X people. Is that because and of I'm my like, beard? Yes. Okay. And I'm realizing that you actually, according to astrology, might be somewhere on the border between Baby Boomer and Gen X because this major shift happened in 1972, which was after you Uh were born. Yeah, it shifted all up when I was born. But this is technically correlated with Gen X, people who are born with Pluto and Libra. They grew up with uh, and during a time when divorce rates were increasing, mm-hmm. um, uh, more women in the workforce, there was a poor communication, lack of intimacy, lack of individual identity, financial problems. Um, and <laughs> they observed their own parents displaying acts of control and power struggles. And so they brought a major transformation in partnerships, sharing, negotiation, cooperation, balance, and fairness. It made way for individuals to assert their power within relationships, along with getting to the bottom of another person's story. So even though you're not Pluto and Libra, personally, Dad, I think that this does kind of relate to how a lot of Gen X might feel. Do you think it relates to how you've seen me act? Uh, yeah. Um, I think, I mean, I think that you really value like relationships and making sure that, um, people are understood on both sides. You've even talked about that on this podcast Mm -hmm. quite a bit. I have. And so this, uh, Maddie and I are actually in different generations according to this. Clearly. 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 This one, Pluto and Scorpio is from 1984 to 1996. And so... Pluto in Scorpio, this um, has to do with transformation, sex, murder, crime, horror movies. They're talking about how AIDS was a huge deal. A lot of people died in the 90s. Uh, Crime rates increasing. Um, But it's the Pluto in Scorpio generation that is bringing the deep-seated desire to figure out what is hidden and what has been kept secret in order to find the truth, and they want the truth to be revealed. Um, They like uh, psychology, things that are forbidden and taboo, uh, but this token also makes way for obsessive attitudes. Um, Hmm. Who who always wants to know the truth and is obsessive? Maddie, (laughs) three guesses, and the first two don't count. I picked Megan. Yeah, good job, Megan. Oh, and intense impulses towards... Sex, drug, crime, money, and power. I'm sorry. Huh? What? Do you have an impulse for any of those? No, definitely not. Okay. Um, so I I definitely see this split, which is so funny because even though I can see Maddie as being a total millennial, what what I've always said is that Pluto and Scorpio, they created memes. They they went on the internet and they were all intense and obsessive about stuff. And then Pluto and Sagittarius, they're just a lot more fun-loving. They don't really care. Like, they just are taking it easy, and they're making TikToks, and they're just laughing at this whole situation. And this is Gen Z, starting in 1996. This generation feels comfortable with technology and social media, but the instant nature of social media has shaped their expectations, and so they're a little bit impatient about stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, That's Maddie. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I sure am. So they, these groundbreaking changes brought them a new approach toward discovery and exploration, which is funny because Maddie's passion is travel. Because um. <laughs> I wrote that on my name tag because I didn't have to put it on my first job. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You, you you may belittle that, but it's the first thing you thought of, so maybe it is. It's, I guess, yeah. yeah. So this she generation... went to Iowa. Well, she went, <laughs> yeah, I've gone to Iowa. St. Louis County, down to Boonville. Yeah, that was sick. Um. This generation is bringing with it transformation of travel, morality, education, freedom. Uh, major psychological impacts. They are really interested in how humanity understands the big picture. So, okay, do you think that's all true, Maddie? Does that ring true to you? Um, a little bit. I'm not good at big picture stuff, though. Okay, let me ask you this. Oh, wow, that only went to 2008. So, what is the next one? Or is it too soon to tell? Hmm. So, it's. We can tell based on kind of what is happening during this time, mm-hmm. but we don't necessarily know. So Pluto is in Capricorn right now, but it's actually about to leave Capricorn and go to Aquarius toward the end of the year. And so a lot of people, Capricorn is about like money and success and business. So a lot of people think that this Pluto and Capricorn from 2008 mm-hmm. to, uh, to 2020 is like a major change in business. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, well, actually, no, I think it goes a little bit. So it's 2008 to 2020? Yeah, actually, okay. I, I realized I messed that up a bit, but maybe a little after 2020. It's all, I mean, the financial crisis happened in 2008, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's all these other financial issues happening. So I think that just as Capricorns, like Mom and Maddie, are really great at, you know, being practical with things. Uh, we are all learning that sort of sensibility. I see. During this time. Oh, so. I see. So, so does the time affect? Like, for example, I am living in this time, but I'm not from yes. the time. But so it influences my point of view, or yeah. Okay. So technically, the whole point of this with astrology is that whatever you're born in is just your default mode. Kind of, kind of like your preference. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. So I think we could go to yours now. Yay! Yay! All right, that was good. Thank you, Megan. That's good. Generate. I would like to. I would love to. I want to follow up with it on now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or not even now, but like Like I want to see babies that were just born. No, I want to see it changes in 2020. I want to see if there's any word on what it will be like. Mm -hmm. So to prepare myself. So, uh, have you ever heard of the Age of Aquarius? Yep. I've heard the, the song, song, yeah. The dawning of the Age of Aquarius. That's what people think it is going to be, is because Aquarius is next, and that's all about humanitarianism. Oh, that'd so, be great. That'd be good. We need that. So it would be cool if that happened. All right. Well, here's some other news for you. Generational news. Because this is Generation Unite, you can give us a call. 913-735-0060. We welcome your participation. Okay, in the age of COVID-19, media consumption. Okay. The different choices of media consumption are... Um, wow, there's a whole bunch of them. Broadcast TV, physical press, radio, online press, music streaming, online streaming, books... 
podcasts, online videos, or just regular video games. For Gen Z, what do you think has increased since the age of COVID-19? COVID, COVID Are you asking me? Yeah, what do you guys say? Yep. I would say that or like online streaming. It's online videos, 51% yeah. increase. That sounds like me. I've been watching a lot of YouTube. Actually, it's not an increase. It's just 51% of their time when uh, they when they, cons- they consume media. It's um, 51% is online videos, 31% is video games, then comes broadcast TV, radio, that's weird, radio, oh, no, online press, music streaming, um, that one's a pretty big one, live streaming, online TV, at the bottom is is radio, no, physical press, I guess that's a, a magazine uh, or... Boo, I don't even know what a magazine is. Okay. So the same same thing. So millennials, what do you think is the top for them? Um, In the age of COVID nineteen, I want to say social media, Spotify, sort of music streaming. Actually, uh, theirs is theirs is the same, but not as much. It's forty four percent is online videos, and then forty one percent online TV streaming. Broadcast TV is still pretty good. Uh, podcasts are, are only twenty percent, which is lower than I thought. And music streaming is thirty six percent. The thing is, is that I'm I always listen to music all day, whether I'm at work mm-hmm. or whether I'm at work in an office or here. So I could would imagine that wouldn't change much. So here comes Gen X. Wow. Yeah. Okay, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's older than us. Okay. <laughs> what do you think is the uh, top way that Gen X consume media in the age of COVID nineteen? Netflix. Which would be what's that online, online streaming? streaming? Yeah. Actually, it's broadcast TV still forty five percent. Then online streaming, and mm-hmm. then uh, it looks like online videos. Man, so online videos are just. Mm-hmm. Climbing tip for everyone. They're they're mm-hmm. they're okay. I bet too with even more people like going live and stuff. How about okay, Boomer? What do you think is theirs? Broadcast, Broadcast TV. TV. Yeah, it's way above everyone else. Forty-two percent. The next one is twenty-four percent. None of these. <laughs> What's that mean? They do like crossword puzzles. I guess. <laughs> and then the next one, twenty-one percent is online tv streaming and that's got to be netflix yeah. for them yeah but they i mean online videos is 11 percent. podcast is four percent wow wait Dude, so what air, was podcast for gen x for gen x it's 10 percent. for okay, so. for millennials it's 20 percent. and uh gen z it's uh 11 percent. so you're just not they're not I think podcast is, yeah, it's... Millennial thing, kind of. It seems that way, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah. I kind of wonder if Gen Z is going to catch up or if they've just moved on to something mm-hmm. else. I think they moved on to something else. Yeah. Because, like, uh, um, our friend Jack, who's all up in your face, mm-hmm. he, I mean, he watches YouTube videos all the time. I will say, though, a lot of YouTube videos, like, are podcasts. Yes. Like, they'll post their videos on there. Yeah. And sometimes, like we're doing right now. Yeah, exactly. So, sometimes, like, it's cool to, like, see people's reactions at 
as you're doing. So mm-hmm. I'll just play that video and like go about my errands or my cleaning. Yeah. But it's technically like an online video, mm-hmm. but it's a podcast. Yeah. That's so actually I wonder how huge... they decide how, which is which. Okay. That's a huge, uh, I guess, theme in how YouTube is changing is that a lot of people are uploading things longer and I'm even doing that with my channel where it's honestly not intended for you to sit and look at my face. Mm-hmm. I would uh, never. So the the last is the uh, greatest generation. What do you think their percentage is? Dead. Sorry. It, no, it's 100% nothing because they're all dead. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It, they, they're, not even, they're not even on here. So, so oh. let's see which ones have grown. Can we see that? No. Okay. This is this is a good question. Trustworthiness according to generations. What do you think is the highest what do you think this again, how they consume media? What do you think mm. is the most trustworthy of Gen Z's? Mm. Oh, these are different choices, but I'll just go ahead and tell it because it's interesting. Where they f- trust their information the most is the World Health Organization website. Millennials the same, and Gen uh, X the same. Now, what looks, are the other options? Uh, like oh, there's a whole bunch or? of government website, newsletters, social media. Podcast is not trusted very much, <laughs> which is good because it, you shouldn't be getting information on a podcast. Okay, folks? I think that that's weird because like millennials probably are on social media a lot but it doesn't mean that they're going to just trust what it says over the website Mm -hmm. okay that's it that's it i think that was interesting to see where different generations fall me too Mm -hmm. you know here's the thing i think is interesting Mm -hmm. is things don't go away yeah, You're always right? still... I mean, print media is low. Mm-hmm. People people still use it. Yeah. Um, radio is low, but it's still there. Yeah. So it's like these numbers are going to continue to dwindle, but it's not like... You know, if you have yeah. 20% of five things, that's huge. But if you have 5% of 10 things, that's even bigger. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. So... Oh, Yeah. It just shows how divided we all are, mm-hmm. which is uh, yeah, kind of sad. Dad, what would what media would you say is your number one? Where I get my most trusted information from. That and also for entertainment. Okay. Hmm. I think for information, it's broadcast TV, and entertainment, it's online streaming TV. Yeah. I would say. Um, oh, sorry, sorry, I got you on the camera oh, when you're sneezing. No, you caught me. Yeah, I really hate to say it, but like social media has definitely got to be up there for me. Like Twitter mm-hmm. is up there as far as like trusted information, but it's more like journalists sharing a yeah. link and then saying a fact about it, and then that goes viral. Or even just like there's been lots of viral tweets of like. Hey, I had COVID nineteen. These are what my symptoms were. That's been me like, too. Yeah, I've been. I, I, I check Twitter too much, and it makes me mad all the time. Yeah, and I'm get, really getting tired of the um, conspiracy theories. Oh yeah, I really am. Yeah, I, yeah. 
<laughs> there it, is a lot. It's of just that. that people don't understand the the true failings and the randomness of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, they must. They must have someone evil that is controlling everything, as opposed to yeah, things are just the messed world up. Just sucks. Yeah, right. And I would say this too. I I think when it comes to how this pandemic was handled, the president he gets a big fat F. But mm-hmm. I also don't think he did it. You know what I mean? Yeah, he didn't It's do not it. like he created it. I don't yeah. think there's a lot of people saying that, but I'm not. I'm just saying no. how you handle things, not there is some big conspiracy behind everything that happens. Yeah. You know what? I don't know if you've seen this conspiracy, but a lot of people think that like the Illuminati started yeah. the coronavirus and uh-huh. that Trump. Is that uh, like Beyonce and is Jay-Z? Saving, <laughs> and they, they think that it? Trump is like saving the day by like getting the Illuminati. And here's and so they love Trump for that. Mm-hmm. But here's my thinking is that I don't think Trump is smart enough to be ac- recruited to the Illuminati. So I agree with them. I do not think that the man is in the Illuminati. I just that doesn't mean that he's a savior. <laughs> well, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, like obviously, it's not like I believe in the Illuminati. Okay, I'm just saying, like I tell you, the con- I mean, we're going to talk con- um, conspiracy theories. Here's my conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. I think rich people control the world. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that's okay. a conspiracy, though. Yeah, I think they do different things to make sure that other people don't get their money. Yeah. Okay? And they help out each other. Oh, with yeah. That, with that said, I can't imagine a rich person who's happy with this. They're, no one's making money off of this. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. So exactly. that's going to show you, in a way, the randomness of things and that everybody's suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy that's making $10 million a week is now only making $5 million a week. He's not happy with the situation. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's actually what I was thinking about is that when people are like, oh man, they're controlling us. And yeah. like, but who is that? Like, we are all, right. like, we're all controlled. Nobody's really gaining anything. Now, I do us. think there are factors and businesses who will try to take advantage of things. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that we don't have a, a uh, nationalized vaccine initiative is because there's people who want to make money off of vaccine. And all the anti-vaxxers are just against vaccines. And they're like, oh, they're just trying to make money. And I was like, no, they're trying to s- save lives, but they're also trying to make money, too. Yeah, it's like You both. know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I wish they didn't make money about it, but they have a point that yeah, they care more about money than... Making people healthy. Yeah, it's horrible. But And also the anti-vaxxers is like, their whole thought doesn't make sense because look at the world right now without there being one specific vaccine. Right. Right. If there was one, then, if there was one specific vaccine to stop this... Then it, it'd be fine. It'd be, peop- yeah, it'd be everywhere. Now, mm-hmm. um, I, I just got a text from one of our listeners. Um mm-hmm. That they get they get information from YouTube, which is interesting. So and this person is very elderly, and Ooh. he yeah he and he still uses YouTube, wow. so that's good. Uh, he yeah. says Jeffrey Epstein is a conspiracy. If others are in control, when do I get to make choices? Well, I would say you make choices all the time. There's no possible way that um, you may not make the choices that you want to make 
but you get to make choices all the time. Would you agree with that, ladies? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Uh, you, everyone else, you, you can give us a thought. Give us a call, 913-735-0060. Because I am on social media, I'm getting tired of the conspiracy. But also, I would open up the lines or the text for someone to maybe try. Maybe you could explain it to me. Maybe I'll understand it better. Well, I what I want to say real quick to that is that I think that whenever people are talking about the Illuminati or there being something against us, um, it's like I totally agree with you that like there are rich people that conspire in order to get richer. Mm -hmm. I don't think I don't think that the devil has kidnapped them or all this (laughs) stuff. But also, like, what if that's true? I really don't know. But I, I guess like why. I don't know. It's like crazy to. Sorry, I kind of forgot what I was saying. I guess it's Mm -hmm. like whether or not the Illuminati is real or not kind of is irrelevant because we know that there are like rich people getting richer off of like real people. Right, right. mm -hmm. Yeah, so. And we also know that they. they use their wealth and influence to influence government officials yeah. to make things right. easier for them to make money. So it doesn't matter if the devil's there or not. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. I mean, they're pursuing fun. the money, and um, which is the we don't have time for this. Which is the point of having a strong government and someone to stand up to them all, which we don't have. But yeehaw! That's, oh, I know what I was going to say. Yeah, is that I was listening to some video or something and they were talking about how they can just imagine all of the scientists trying to beat each other to see oh who's gonna get the vaccine first and mm-hmm. have their name go down in history and it was making me realize like if that's really the mindset that we have as americans and we're going to be stuck here way longer mm-hmm. because they should be working together absolutely it should be it should be how we got to the moon it became yeah. a national project they brought in the best people to work together on behalf of the country and we figured out a solution and why the president hasn't said everyone you now work for the government we need test and now we need a vaccine and if a vaccine isn't yeah. the way to cure it another way to cure it mm-hmm. I, yeah and if you hate vaccine so much or if, i'm just saying vaccine because i've heard experts say vaccines are probably the way we're going to stop this why is the moon more important than people dying yeah, and every single, like, scientific thing about trying to link vaccines to autism has been completely debunked. hmm So, there's literally no science to prove that vaccines are harmful whatsoever. You might still not trust them. hmm might not trust the science saying that they're great, but there's also no science to prove that it's harmful. Well... And I would even be even more generous by saying maybe people who have taken the flu shot and didn't agree with them, I get that, but some people have taken it and helped them. So, yeah. And we don't have, you know, we don't have polio anymore. We, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. there's too many situations where it's helped some people, and maybe you don't want to do it for yourself, but that's your deal. Yeah. Stop making it all. Doesn't mean other why, people shouldn't. Why do you cramp my style? Sorry, I don't I cramp my style. Yeah. Oh, and this just uh, a question from our listener. 
What conspiracies are the most dangerous? A Republican, a Democrat, progressives, libertarians, the rich, the poor, the, the religious, or the non-religious? Which conspiracy is most dangerous? I think they're probably all dangerous. In their own little ways. Yeah. So, it, over the break, you guys think about that. You ladies think about that, okay? Oh, okay. And we'll take a break and we'll be back with more <gasps> Generations Unite. days we all probably know of a local business that is struggling to adapt to the current realities here's a small way that you can help announcing the gift card challenge if you're able think of your favorite local business and then buy a gift card today buy it online or pledge to buy one as soon as you can every little bit will help restaurants have takeout or delivery Many businesses have day. online shopping options participate in the gift card challenge today buy a gift card and show your support for our local businesses in this time of need keep it for yourself to use at a later date or pass it along to someone you know that's on the front lines doing what they can to keep us all safe make the pledge and buy a gift card today participate in the gift card challenge post and tag the business you selected on social media and challenge your friends and neighbors to do the same working together one card at a time we can all make a difference hi it's olivia munn with my shelter pets frankie and chance say hi guys when i adopted them i discovered that they both have incredible personalities Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. Welcome back. Generations Unite. Hi, Megan. Hello. I just want to make sure everyone knows that uh, we have Madeline here with us today. Oh, let me turn the mic on. I am also here. It's true. Yes. Wow. Hi. Uh, Hi. (laughs) I like this song. Okay. Uh, we got a thumbs up from our uh, person that asked a question about the conspiracy, so that's good. Mm. I think I have an answer for that. Okay. What is it? I think that the most dangerous conspiracy are the far-right people saying that this is the Democrats trying to, like, make Trump look bad. Hmm. I see well, what you're saying. I, I think maybe it was more in general, not which... I think he's basically saying... Is there a kind of conspiracy that's bad? Yeah. Not I was one particular more about one. the coronavirus ones. Yeah. Well, yeah, because these conspiracies are a little bit different because they really make people go in harm's way. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, for example, if you think that the earth is flat, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Uh-huh. But if you're going to try and, like, influence an election or something, mm-hmm. I think that that's harmful. Yeah, like, get in, like people's like lives and them possibly dying mm-hmm. as they are now that was those are the ones that are the worst we used to have conspiracy theories 
uh, in the past that would divide us against other people, other nations. There's always been conspiracies to divide people. But now the conspiracy theorists are divide each other in the same country. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to the good old days when we hated other countries. Yeah. Then we get that, was, that was better. And we get along with each other. That's when there was peace. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I mean, there was a peace. We had started a lot of wars and stuff. Uh, but the point is. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. We always like to ask the question Are you a jerk? You're a jerk. I don't know. You're a jerk. You're a jerk. Do you got one, Meg? You're a jerk. Yes, I do. Okay. Can I start? Yeah. You're a jerk. I know. Okay. You can tell us if you're a jerk by giving us a call at 913-735-0060. And if you don't call in, you're a jerk. Okay. All right. You ready? Am I a jerk for keeping a lost pet until the owner paid the advertised reward? I'm already thinking. I'm already thinking my answer, yeah, which is not too. good. Let's let's hold that judgment yeah. there, Polly. Okay. This weekend, I was walking through the park, and I saw a cat that looked like one I seen on posters that were posted around the neighborhood. They said there was a reward of five hundred dollars for finding their lost cat. So I caught the cat, which was pretty easy since he was friendly. And checked a po- and checked a poster to see if it was him. It was. I went home, put him in the back porch, and called the number on the poster to let him know I found their cat. They were happy that I found him and said they could pick him up right away. This is going to be a good story, isn't it? Oh, I hope. I confirmed that there was a five hundred dollar reward. Texted the guy a picture of the cat and gave him my address. This is where the problem started. When, we, when he got to my house, I asked for the reward money before returning the cat. He said that there actually isn't a reward and that he only advertised one to increase the chance that people would look for his cat. I told him that I wasn't going to give his cat back until he paid the promised reward and that he shouldn't have posted one if he didn't want to pay one. He then got angry and threatened to call the cops if I wouldn't give him the cat. I said that he was welcome to and that I would be happy to get things on record in case I had to take him to small claims court. He begrudgingly told me that he would be back later with the money. Later that night, he came by with a full $500. I gave him his cat, and it was the end of it. When I told my girlfriend about it, she thought I should have just gave him back the cat since it cost me nothing to catch him and that everyone was having hard times right now. Some of my friends also think the guy was probably desperate to get his pet back and it was kind of shitty for me to profit from a lost animal. I still think that if you post a reward, you should pay it and the guy probably just wanted to save $500 and get the benefit of advertising reward without pay it. So, am I a jerk? Wow. Let's start I, with... Let's, you want, Megan, you want to start with, you want to start with Maddie? Maddie, who do you want to start with? Um, Megan can start. Okay, Meg. I just was going to say, yes, he is a jerk, but unfortunately, I think that he's right, uh-huh. but you shouldn't do that unless you were planning on paying for it, but I wouldn't have thought it back. I would have given the cat back. Okay. We think. Man, I man. agree. He is a jerk because that's his animal and he probably was desperate, but why would he post, why would he say there's a reward? Mm-hmm. That's just yeah. lying and silly. So that guy's a jerk too. For that guy who posts who lost the cat is a jerk for saying 
being surprised when he asked for for the reward money Mm -hmm. when it was posted. Mm -hmm. They're both jerks. Well, I think we're all in agreement on this one because I think... You're a jerk. You're a jerk. You're a jerk. I know. But I'm also going to say this. They're both jerks. Oh! Yeah, what... What is the correct amount of time to say no, give me the money before you give the cat back? He shouldn't put $500 as a lie to people. He should say, I have my cat reward. You will get a reward. Yeah. And then get the cat back. And then get him like Chipotle or something. Yeah, thank you. Or like shake his hand, thank you. Right. That's a reward. Right. That's a reward. In someone's eyes. Right. At least he wouldn't be lying to it. Yeah. But man, if someone had my... If someone... If I found someone's cat... And they really missed it. I would just give it back uh, to him. I, I, I couldn't take the money from him. I wouldn't want to keep the cat. So, like, really, like, if it's like, no, I'm keeping the cat until you pay me. Like, that sucks for me. I don't want the cat. Right, right. So. Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, too, that depending on what neighborhood you live in, you would think that if someone sees a missing cat that they would want to give it back. Yeah. But if there's a reward, then that make that might make someone who's desperate for money go looking for the cat. And maybe they spent time and they found yeah. it. Yeah. So we agree that they're both jerks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Megan, what's yours? Am I a jerk for naming my daughter Lasagna? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whoa. Hi. I'm so sorry for That's the our segment. Time. Yes. <laughs> we're going to move on. No. Go ahead. My husband and I welcomed our first child about nine weeks ago. We found out it was going to be a girl, and we quickly decided on the name Elizabeth for her. Aww. Her middle name was originally going to be Jane, with the intent to call her EJ. Like DJ Tanner, what? <laughs> However, when I was seven months pregnant, my husband's mother lost her fight with breast cancer. Her name was Anya. I loved her so Aww. much, I offered to change the middle name from Jane to Anya. My husband and his family were touched, and we agreed that our daughter became Elizabeth Anya Jane. A few days Gonna after get she was born, <laughs> we quickly started calling her Liz instead of Elizabeth. Now her legal name is all but forgotten, and everyone refers to her as just Liz. We've been having a frequent group Skype session with the family during the stay-at-home mandate so our family could see the baby. My sister pointed out that we named our baby Liz Anya. I hadn't made the mental connection, but if you put her first and second names together, Liz and Anya, it really does sound like lasagna. I told my sister that I doubt anyone would make the connection considering how people will rarely use their middle names in daily life. But then my whole family chimed in and now everybody calls my daughter lasagna. Now I'm scared that when she eventually starts school and her classmates and others will latch onto it and make fun of her. I mean, the teasing has already started amongst my family and the baby is nine weeks old. I've asked them to stop making fun because one day Liz will know they're making fun of her and she'll be hurt. My sister told me if I didn't want people to make fun of her name, then I shouldn't have named her Lasagna. (laughs) They won't stop and every time I protest, they remind me that I'm the one that named her. I was basically not speaking to my family right now. They're oh. sending me daily texts telling me that I'm being unreasonable and cruel and they shouldn't keep them from seeing the baby over Skype. Am I the jerk for naming my daughter what I did? Okay. Am I also a jerk for cutting off my family for their teasing? Did I bring the situation 
on, on myself. <laughs> I would like okay, to Maddie. say my thoughts. Maddie, you get to go first. Now, I want you to try to imagine that you're in a family that teases each other a lot. What? So it's going to be hard to try to This is going to be hard for me. Um, she's not a jerk for naming her daughter lasagna. That's just the hilarious coincidence. Um, but she is a jerk for having the um, teasing get too far that she's just going to stop showing her baby to her family. That's stupid. Yeah. And also, I'd like to point out that I remember watching That's a Raven as a kid, and there was an episode where Raven was in some disguise at her dad's restaurant, and she named herself Liz Anya, because, like, she just looked at Liz Like, that was a joke on a Disney Channel show back in the day. So, that's funny. Maddie, it's funny you should say all this, because I completely agree with you. I also love lasagna. Yes. It's well, my I favorite mean, food. why do they call her Liz? They call her Beth. They call her Betsy. They didn't call her Elizabeth. I like the name Elizabeth. These, yeah. The short names for Liz Elizabeth I don't like. Yeah. L- Lizzie Anya. Yeah. <laughs> Lizzie McGuire. Do you guys um, think they should change her middle name or just embrace no, it? They no, just call her Liz. That's her it's name. just a little. And also, how cute it would be if she's just a little girl and uh, she grows up the whole her whole life and her family just calls her lasagna. That's hilarious. It's just cute. No one is kids at school are gonna. She could have the name. I don't know. No one needs to know any her name, name at is. school. She's gonna any name that she has. Kids come up with a reason to to pick on you. Yeah. And people don't know your middle name in high in school. Yeah. Do they? No one knows. Yeah, yeah. If she gets embarrassed, she can hide it. But if she is a kid with a sense of humor. And that could be, yeah. Maddie, that yeah. could be like her hinge profile. That could be her Ooh, Tinder bio. Thanks yeah. for relating can, to me. <laughs> <laughs> for her, uh, she can, when she's dating, she can the, use that as like a one-liner. What's the fake Instagram thing called? Oh, um, sometimes. Finsta? It, in college, Finsta. I used to say my name was Maddie Lavodka. Yeah. Of hell yeah. Because, hell yeah. Because hell yeah, drinking is so cool and sick. Woo. And anything about alcohol makes you cool. Yeah. Maddie, did you, looking back, do you feel like that that wasn't cool of you? Or do you think? No, I cool? think it was awesome. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> what, okay, so what were the things that people made fun of you growing up? Megan, you get to start. Was it her name or just her personality? I mean, what was, everyone gets made of something. Everyone gets made fun of. I still to this day don't know. It, it just has to do with me being annoying and obnoxious and passionate. I mean, no name. Like, my name is Paula Voda. No. Paula Voda. Ah, you're a girl. You got a girl's you know, name. Oh, no. I mean, unless you count Megan. <laughs> They're all like, that never bothered Hey, you got a girl's name and everything like that, but you're a boy. Ha ha, take that. I feel bad about myself now. When I was younger, I would really get mad when people would call me Madeline. Really? I th- I don't I think it was just the tone they were saying it. It would like bug me. And I'd yeah, be but like, they were teasing you. They were. I mean, they were teasing you. They, they just were because they'd be like, "Hey, Madeline," and I'd be oh. like, "Stop it! That's not my name." And I still have my appendix, and I'm not even an orphan in France. Oh my god! I will. <laughs> I will always remember the time that me and Maddie and Audrey walked into Truman High School together, and there was this group of men wearing uh, camo, and they said. Lavotas. Yeah, that was what? weird. <laughs> like that literally happened. I have a feeling too. I think that that was one of my like first weeks of like high school ever too. And I was just like, what? I think it might have been Mario. I think uh, that was Mario. Yeah. Yeah. But 
Anyway. Peace out. So anyway, the point is people are going to, um, they're going to make funny anyway. So she's a jerk for just, just get over it. Yeah, chill Because here's the thing. You? Here's the other thing, mom. You're, there's going to be so many other things to worry about. There's, just, I mean. Yeah, that's true. I feel like Don't she be needs- like this. Don't be so protective so soon. Yeah, if she's so protective, true. it's going to affect her kid's personality. And that's what people are going to make fun of. Yes, not her absolutely. name. Absolutely. Wow. All right. <gasps> then we're going to take a quick break because we did that segment. Then we'll be back with more fun news and everything like that. Do you got anything else, Megan? Yes, I do. Wow. Well, Bye. we're in for a big treat. Mm-hmm. Maddie, what do you got? Nothing. All right. Okay. She's got nothing, <laughs> but that's okay. We're going to come back. We'll take a, just a, a quick break here and uh, be back with more Generations Unite starring Megan and Madeline and me. This is the last week. Yes, this week is your last chance on this program to hear how to get a 14-carat gold-plated copy of Sergeant Preston's famous mounted police whistle. So hurry, get this official two... We're Zotti's Pizza in Overland Park. We've been here since 1995. We're strictly a carry-out delivery pizzeria and Italian caterer. We make everything in-house, from our dough to our pizza sauce, grate our own cheese. We do make authentic Chicago-style deep dishes and also Chicago-stuffed pizzas. We hand-roll every pizza to order and then sauce it and top it. We do offer pizza by the slice from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Seven days a week, we always offer our five basic choices of pepperoni, cheese, Italian sausage, classic combo, and meat classic. And on Wednesday through Friday, we have eight choices of slices to choose from. It's a very keep it simple setup here. Slices are walk in, tell us what you want, boom, you're out the door within five minutes. That's been really convenient. You don't have to plan ahead to get this kind of food. It tastes really good and it's worth coming just for the one. Our location here is about 80% delivery and 20% carryout. You know, you can order over the phone. We do have online ordering available at rosatisop.com, as well as just carryout, walk in, order at the counter. There's no minimum delivery. We deliver everything that's on the menu. Slices are only available for carryout, but we do handle small and large deliveries daily. For office orders, people would often call a day ahead for catering for lasagnas and, and, and our large catering pastas and salads that we offer. But we can handle it on the spot the day ahead, too. Normally, an hour's notice is all we need to get you pizza for 25 to 50 people. We are a full Italian caterer. Any Italian catering you would like, we can make it here in-house. We can do events from 15 people to 1,000 people. We can get it done. We've been voted Casey's Best Pizza somewhere almost every year since 1998. The main thing about our pizza is how fresh it is. We actually make the dough daily and roll it out to order. Sauces are made daily and just the care we put into making every pizza special. Welcome back, everybody, to Generations Unite. It's my opportunity to see Megan. Hi, Megan. Hi. And I'm really happy that Madeline's here with us tonight. Thank you. Maddie, um... You've become quickly on this this program's most popular news reporter. You found us some particular news about our last story? Oh, yeah. I found a um, story that uh-huh. connects mm-hmm. with our new friend, Liz Anya. Okay, go, oh, ahead, nice. go ahead and play that clip. This is a good sound clip for you. Hopefully you can... She don't expect me 
to introduce me to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, uh, you know what? Uh, that that's a uh, uh, well, uh, that's that's Liz Anya. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. So, so, yeah. so yeah, I guess the lady was mm-hmm. right that it's a funny. In truth, <laughs> it is funny, and people will make fun of it. Mm-hmm. She should yeah, sue. Yeah, I guess she's the Disney Corporation. She's wrong for thinking that people wouldn't make the connection. That's yeah. for sure. She must have. Maybe she was just a big That's So Raven fan. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to do some generational news, Megan. What else you got? So I have three memes that we can kind of chat about, and then there's also a don't quiz. Don't be mean to I me. Know, <laughs> I don't know if we could all take the quiz together, or if we could just go sure through we it. Can. Okay. Or I'm going to share my screen. Okay. Um, we both see it. I also see it. So, this is a meme that I from Twitter that I already shared with Maddie because this is Mad. This is Maddie. What? Oh, um, it's a meme called Mammy. Ma- Mandy. Right. I don't know, just this called you Mammy. Is boomers will call you without texting first. True. Gen X will text you first and then call. True. Millennials will text you only. And Gen Z will FaceTime you without texting first? WTF? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's what Jack does. Yeah. Really? He does that Jack to me all the time. Jack does do that. I'm looking at, he's FaceTiming me. Why is he FaceTiming me? Yeah, exactly. I don't Text even want to answer. I don't even want to answer the phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's I'm all true. I'm definitely a text first, then call if okay. I call. Okay, like, how many times have you got this? Megan, this is your This is your mammy. Give me a call back. Or have you gotten happy birthday? Mammy, yeah, sure Alan, this is your mammy. Give me a call back. And you're like. <laughs> Paul, Paul Vincent, this is your mother. Give me a call back. And you're like, hey, could you maybe just tell me what you want? Yeah. Yeah. Tell I me mean, why you're calling. Someone's dead. Someone's happy. I will say, for me, mm-hmm. um, first of all, I agree. Mm-hmm. Second of all, I've been FaceTiming specifically you, Megan, more. But that's not necessarily like, oh, quick, I have a question. Oh, quick, I got to tell you something. That's more just, just like, like a surprise hello. Yeah, I'm like, I'm bored. Because I'm in quarantine. Okay. Yeah. I have a question. Moving from the boomer to my generation. Now, I'll text first and then call. Mm-hmm. I do that all the time. Yeah. I text one of you, and I don't hear from you in a while. I text you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do I I, I... I want response too quickly, don't I? Yeah. Is that true, Meg? Maybe, yeah. I've never necessarily noticed that. Okay. Thank you. you. Thank you. You have. Mm-hmm. Cause you, cause I, I'm never, I'm never thinking that you'll ever respond to me. It's true, I never will. Wait, so yeah. you wanna? What do you mean? Like, do you text like Maddie text, and she doesn't respond quick enough? I'll text you. I feel like I've done both of you. I text you. Two minutes later, I'm like, why haven't they text me back with the answer I need? Yeah. And then I'll call oh, you. Oh yeah. That me. has that's happened to me. I'm like, Dad, I'm on the phone with someone else. Yeah. Dad, I'm doing this. Right. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Well, lately, what I've been doing is. Text first, then FaceTime. Then, okay, you, you create your own thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. which I guess is kind of the millennial Gen Z. So text, what happens right? if you text someone? How long do you wait to text them back again? How long do you have to oh, wait? What's Okay, I don't know if I'm alone. In the, okay, so actually I have a theory that there is a specific sub-generation 
from if you were born from like 1990, <laughs> 1991 to and 1996. And it's when your anus is flying around the universe. Okay. Your anus. If, if you were born, <laughs> if you were born from 1991 to 1996, then okay. you text for, if you don't know the person like that well, maybe, and you Facebook messenger full conversations. Ooh. I... I'm not in that eight in that year, but I think I disagree. Mm. With pe- other people your age that do that, no. With uh, you're the only person I know who does that, <laughs> and I know other people in that age range. Oh, well, yeah. I'm, so I'm indi- saying- <laughs> there's a subgeneration called indigo children, and yeah. that's what she does. No, 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 no. So it's actually a thing, though. Oh, oh, it's oh I, my mistake. It's not that I don't text at all, but I have noticed that like. Facebook Messenger is sort of the place where, like, if you, and I think it kind of started because, I mean, before you could do iMessage on your Mac, it was, like, the place where if you want to just type really fast and, like, get into, like, a real conversation. Really? Huh. I have a good friend, one of my really good friends who was born in 1995, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. she never responds to texts and will just FaceTime me. So yeah, so she she does the Gen Z thing. She does the Gen Z. So thing. let me back well, to my question though. How long? That's just an example. How long? Okay, you text someone. How long before they don't answer? So, do you text them again, so, or you get frustrated? That's Maybe it depends on who say, it is. Yeah, it depends. I was gonna say that Facebook Messenger is where if you want to talk with me really quickly and you want a quick response, but for whatever reason, texting I take a little bit longer. To respond. Okay. I don't like that. Give it the program. If you text your significant other, mm-hmm. like I would text my female wife, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how long do I have to give her before she, if she doesn't text me back, I'm all like, what the hell? Um, well, what are you, what are you texting her? Do, what, do, how would <laughs> she know? I would say five minutes. Five full minutes? It, depend, it depends on what is going on like if i know that she's at work and mm-hmm. that's one thing but if it's like hey what's for dinner i'm about to grab something yeah i feel like i feel like i had this situation when i was doing some type of paperwork or something and i kept trying to text madeline like what's your social security number whatever it is mm-hmm. i think i was at work and i'm like what the hell and then oh. comes to find out she's working <laughs> yeah. she can't just tell everyone hey work my daddy is texting me yes especially with with my job i had where i'm on the front line Mm -hmm. talking with guests all the time there would be times i just i wouldn't be on my phone for like 10 hours straight i feel like there's times though dad where you like i've noticed you texted me and i was in the middle of another conversation and i was like i'll get Mm -hmm. back to that in a second and then when you call it's like oh he's calling this is important yeah and then i like stop what i'm doing and then it's like oh hey did you see my text or something (laughs) (laughs) hey you do podcast okay let me look this up real quick okay it says here can anybody see this on the video it says here that you're supposed to you're supposed to um respond to your father oh um within two minutes i Okay. Well, you guys got the rule? Fine. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if my father texts me, I'm going to respond even quicker than that. Well, why, because, would he, why would he text you? Because he passed away, and I think it would be kind of weird. He'd be like, what? So. Aw. 
wait, dad, this is so strange. I had a dream last night that you were upset because you just found out that Grandpa Sam died. So people haven't told me for four years? I don't know. (laughs) I was like, so weird. Because in the dream, it was so vivid. Like, it was like you just found out. And you were like, you dumb, dumb, it's been a while. No, no, no. Like, it was like it happened again. No, it happened again. Now, last (laughs) last night, but the night before, I had a dream where after work, I went ahead and met um, your grandma for dinner. Oh, I would have liked that. And I called your mom and said, I'm going to go ahead and meet your mom for dinner. Okay, bye. And then I had dinner with her. Isn't that weird? She's thinking of you. You know how many times I had dinner with my in with my mother in law by myself? <laughs> if mom was never. Oh never, not even when she lived here. Well when she lived here I did, but <laughs> never I never go on a date with my mother in law. A date. <laughs> um also like another thing about that tweet is that mom has been FaceTiming without texting first. A lot. I've noticed she'd been doing that. What do you guys think of that? I think she needs to text first. Well, I think it's I, I think it's mind. a quarantine thing. I yeah, I, that's what thing. I'm saying. For myself, it's been a quarantine thing of me doing that without. Because otherwise, I'd be like, hey, can I FaceTime you? And then I'd call. Yeah. Otherwise, well, it's just like, I know you're at home. Yeah. I'm also at home. Because we're stuck at yeah. home. And then if it's like, Mom, hey, I'm busy. Then it's like, okay, I'll just call you later. Yeah. Mom, if you're listening, my problem is that I'm not quarantined alone. She's I not. I have a partner. She might be in the shower. Bragger. She might be talking. Yeah, but just wait a time out. Just I'm because sorry. someone FaceTimes you doesn't mean that they're going to see your your partner in the shower. And are you in there with them when you're answering? Or no, I'm just saying that like there's such a. Ew. I feel like I'm in such a small space that like for me to decide that I'm going to FaceTime means I need to like go to the other room or like step away and like so it kind of takes a mental preparation. I just want to put it on record, and I don't know if Jess is listening, but you can pass this on to her. That if she wants to be in the room while we Facetime, I don't have any secrets. She can. Oh, she no, can. No, be there. I know that. But <laughs> maybe she don't want to. Maybe she doesn't want to. It's true. She might not even want to. Okay. <laughs> Let's take a look at so, another report I have. Okay. Mm-hmm. Headline. You ready for the headline? I guess. Okay, from Gen Z spring breakers to toilet paper hoarding boomers, the coronavirus pandemic is a case study in generational differences. Here's how each generation is dealing with it. Hmm. Wow. See, I'm, I'll read these things and you can tell me if you think it's predictable or not. If it rings okay. true, okay? Okay, here we go. Okay. Gen Z has been busy partying it up on spring break, ignoring coronavirus warnings. Hell yeah. Do you agree with that, Megan? No. I I don't know. You know what? These these are the ones who have their fun school activities. I mean, if you're in school, having school canceled would would kick butt because school stinks, right? Yeah. But your prom and all your other fun stuff. Yeah. I mean... Give these kids a break, man. Yeah. They're not, not really. all partying it up. They're working and they're sitting around looking at a stupid screen pretending like they're at school. Yeah. Also, like, yeah. that that may be real like a month and a half ago when people didn't think it was serious. Mm-hmm. They're not doing that anymore. Yeah, really. Exactly. 
Plus, plus, I hate to tell every generation this, if you could remember, that young people like to party. Oh, what? Right? It's all just people being upset that they don't have time to party anymore because they have to go. I wish I had the energy and time to party like they did. I I like to party. I wish I had friends to party with. Yeah. Yeah, really. Maddie, I heard you had a Zoom party. I did have a Zoom party. That was fun. Okay, now meanwhile, many millennials are staying inside and urging their parents to do the same. Millennials are not partying because they're older. (laughs) (laughs) They're like 30-something. They got jobs and kids sometimes. And massive debt is what millennials have. Yeah, learn about it, Gen Z. I I I, know about it. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm learning. Learn a book. Okay. Gen X risk-adverse upbringing has made them well-equipped to handle the pandemic. I I bet you this guy who wrote this is a... Uh, <laughs> He's as, like, oh, we're actually handling it the best. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, we're handling it good and everything. As the generation raised in the age of stranger danger and just say no, our inherent risk aversion is finally being recognized as a great strength, an asset to the survival of the species. Oh, that's so annoying. Let me tell you something. <laughs> like, you've I, here, been boring. You've been boring for years, but thank God. Here's what I think. It's your time to shine to be boring. Here's what I think about Gen X is and this whole this whole generation or this whole situation makes me think Gen X's are just adaptable. They adapt to what's ever going on. Mm-hmm. They kind of go along with the crowd too much. Yeah. But we've seen different economic downturns and different uh, changes in technology and things. We just kind of go along with the flow. And that's why we're equipped yeah. to handle change i think yeah that's true i mean do, we were the first generation that had divorce i mean mm-hmm. i know not the first divorce ever but mostly um we had to survive well, that as kids and all this stuff I'm and we sure, just kind of go along with it i'm sure this is true for every generation to some extent but if you think about it the people who raised you and the people you raised have such different lives yes so like the mindset that raised you is completely different than what you had to use yeah like in the 90s raising us yeah so yeah i wonder if my mindset is so much different from my grandparents yeah probably is. yeah they probably are yeah i'm just thinking of the n-word okay wow (laughs) it's a bad word to say i agree okay we know that now and that's what i believe (laughs) that's what i've learned so uh Baby boomers are trying to socialize with their friends and hoard supplies. Some baby boomers are are having have been busy trying to socialize with their friends, at least according to their children. Literally was fighting with my mom this morning about her going to Atlantic City last weekend, going to on a casino bus and, and a cruise in April. How are are those even opened? I don't know, but... Um, like, how is she doing... How is anyone doing anything? What's opened? Well, have you seen these it's protesters? Kind of yeah. They're baby boomers. Oh, they're annoying. That's true. Yes. That's true. Why do you think they're annoying? We want a haircut and we want to know. <laughs> yeah. That's why. <laughs> yeah. We're going to protest because we want a haircut. We're mad at you for protesting when an innocent man got killed by the government. Yeah, people are people are dying from oh. a virus, but my hair looks like shit, and it needs to be changed. So I saw clips from something going on in Michigan a few days ago, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was like they were protesting people uh, having to stay home, and so what they did is they blocked the road. So how does that work? Yeah. 
Wait, it blocked the road, which means that now people really can't go anywhere. Wait, what about the people who actually have to go to work? Exactly. <laughs> well, I love the the one that uh, Chris Whiting showed me, and we talked about it on our podcast past week, next week. Check it out on KCTK Radio. Anyway, he wow. said he saw a protester in full hazmat suit, mm-hmm. you know, covered with a sign that said, uh, coronavirus is a hoax. And it's like, <laughs> wait, why is he wearing that? Then? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. So yeah, they, they're they're trying to social. They they want to socialize. Yeah, these, they're insane these baby and boomers, they're selfish. These baby boomers need a haircut. And honestly, natural selection? Question mark. Well, but the problem here's the problem. Here's the problem. Sorry. See, I like this. <laughs> I immediately thought of this idea because I like it. Okay, but then they get sick. Then they go to the hospital, and they got kids and friends and family. Yeah. And then all of a sudden. You fall down the steps. You have to go to the hospital. You can't because there's too many of them in the hospital. You're right. I don't want... I would like to change my thought. I don't want anyone to die. It was just a joke. Now, if they would get it and just go... And just go like... Go away. Yeah, right. We're okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Did you guys hear, too, that, like, people in Kansas uh, got, like, a federal judge saying that it was against religious freedom to, like, shut down Easter or something? Mm -hmm. When was Easter shut down? Can't well, you just celebrate Easter? The, like the governor. See, that's what I don't understand. If they believe in God so much, why don't they realize that God is everywhere? Why do they need to go? The to so the governor of Kansas did an order saying stay at home. The Senate said you can't do that to churches because there's a, the you know freedom of religion. Yeah. Well, they went to court quickly, and what the court said was that a committee of the Kansas State Senate can't overturn what the governor says. So it really is not settled if you could do that. I personally believe, and you guys will disagree with me maybe, is that I don't think the government could tell you not to go to church. No, I, I just don't think, I think that's one thing they're not allowed to do. But mm-hmm. the only reason a church that cared about its, its participants, they wouldn't be open. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, aren't yeah. churches like, and correct, maybe this has changed, but I thought that churches were still open. Like, if people wanted to go and, like, individually pray, that's I th- still there. I think so. There. And so many churches, I mean, the gigantic church here in Kansas City, Resurrection, the, the Lutheran church, mm-hmm. has, like, four different locations. They're all doing everything online. Yeah. So they care about their, their people to go. But some of these guys, they just want you to come in and donate and... It's it's a profit. Yeah. It's a profit deal. So anyway. Yeah. So yeah. Well Well that's a show. Yeah, that was it. That's a show. We did it on Zoom. Did All you right. like this Zoom better than our last Zoom we did? Sure, because Maddie was here. Aw, thank you. Maddie, you wanna you know make sure you get the camera on you. You wanna oh, good. say your last goodbyes? Look straight at the camera. Thank you, and goodbye. You want to say anything to plug like they do on the TV shows? Um, no. <laughs> you have a TikTok you want people to follow? Or? Um, oh, yeah. I do have a TikTok. My name is awesome. Um, thank you. I'm just having a good time. My name is Maddie L-E-V, Lev. Oh. I, that's why I made my name. So if you want to follow me on TikTok, you are more than welcome to. Okay. But... 
Okay, yeah. Megan, everybody on the internet fo- follows you already, but where can people find out more about you? Search uh, Megan Laboda on YouTube. No. Okay. Oh, actually, you should. Okay. Yeah, Maddie and I are going to do a video soon and talk about Frozen and talk about ESFJs and ENFJs and how cool. it relates to the movie Frozen. And I sure do like Frozen. Mm-hmm. Well, I am. Uh, you can find me on TikTok under Lasagna. It's uh, <laughs> L-I-Z. Yep. So it's pretty cool. And also listen to KCTK Radio. We'll see you next time, folks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Generations Unite has been a KCTK production produced by Megan Lavota and Paul Lavota. All rights reserved. For more information and content, email us at kctkradio at gmail.com.